Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And today we're going to get a behind the scenes look at an awesome up and coming e-commerce brand, a brand that was recently on Shark Tank and Ellen and all over the place, really. Uh, And it's a, a great story. Good friend of mine. This episode of the e-commerce evolution podcast is brought to you by OMG Commerce. And we are thrilled to underwrite this program and bring some amazing guests to you. I have a question for you. How is your YouTube game? Are you using YouTube to help scale your e-commerce business? Hopefully, you're using YouTube both as a remarketing vehicle and also for top of funnel growth. However, if you're like most e-commerce companies, then you're probably not fully leveraging YouTube. So I have two free resources for you. The first is a two-minute crash course on YouTube ads. I recorded this with the famous Ezra Firestone. So you can check that out by looking at the links in the show notes to this show. You can also Google Smart Marketer and two-minute crash course, and you'll find the resource there. Also, we recorded a 90-minute webinar outlining exactly how we scale with YouTube. We talk about keys to a great YouTube ad. We talk about audience targeting. We talk about bidding, optimization, and much, much more. So I highly, highly recommend you check it out. You can also find that linked here in the show notes. It's also at the bottom of the two-minute crash course page. So check them out and start scaling with YouTube. And now, back to the show. I've got on the the show Johnny Pinto, and he's the CEO and co-founder of Boom Boom. Uh, he was also the first employee at what is now Snack Nation. Really helped build that company. It was like three people when he was there. Grew to 200. And uh, just an awesome guy. Super, super smart. So we ran into each other actually at the, in the hotel lobby of someplace in Las Vegas. Uh, or was it the, what, the, was the Westgate? Westgate. Westgate. <laughs> yeah. Connected to the convention center. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So we were, I was at the Prosper Show. And Johnny was at ASD, I think. And we're like, hey. Yep. And then we're like, hey, we got to do a podcast. So, so anyway, Johnny, man, thanks for coming on the show. Welcome. Really, really appreciate taking the time to be here. Of course, man. Thank you. Super happy to, to be included, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, got to dive in, you know, to the Shark Tank story and lots of other things. But before we do, uh, I think it would be interesting... Uh, and necessary to tell people what is Boom Boom and what and and, and what what is where did this idea come from? Because prior to meeting you, I had never seen anything quite like this. It is super super great product. Uh, but what is it and and where did the idea come from? Yeah, for sure. So Boom Boom looks like this. It's a all natural daily use nasal inhaler. So it's used for refreshment, rejuvenation. And just you know, we have a lot of people to watch. YouTube, but even more than just listen. So what he held up, I would, I would say it's like the size of a chapstick. Yeah. Yeah. It, look, it looks just like this. I mean, literally you unscrew it, you put it up your nose, mm-hmm. you smell it. It's a nice cooling, refreshing vapor that you can kind of taste. It almost goes down the back of your throat and it's uh, it's very uplifting, lets you breathe better. Uh, and the idea actually comes from Southeast Asia, Thailand, where daily use nasal inhalers are really everywhere. I mean, people have them in their purse, in their pockets. There's probably five or six brands that are big and are sold in like every convenience store. And so that's where the idea came from. And we have taken that similar kind of concept and created it uh, and made it our own with some 
kind of some added fun flavors, but at its core, it's the same base of, uh, you know, essential oils, menthol, and um, some stimulating scents. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And, and uh, when I first saw it, actually, uh, a mutual friend, Austin Bronner, uh, that's how you and I first met. And actually, you got, you and he shared an office, right, at, at Snack Nation. That's, that's how you yeah, got Yeah, Bronner and I, he was hired basically right after me. And we, uh, we worked closely together for, geez, like maybe like three years, shared an office together. Yeah. Uh, and then he you know, took off and started doing his own thing. Yep, yep. E-commerce, influence, awesome podcast. Check it out. Free yep. shout out for uh, Austin <laughs> Bronner. But, uh, but yeah, so I saw Austin using this product. I'm like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> and then he explained it because uh, it does look, it looks different. Like that's not something that it's common in Southeast Asia. It's not common here to be using an inhaler. And I think when, when I think of inhaler, I think of like uh, an asthma inhaler. That, that's because uh, mm-hmm. I, I had asthma as a kid. I outgrew it. But uh, so it's not that type of inhaler. Again, for those that are listening, it's something the size of a chapstick container. You put up your nose, you smell it. Very refreshing. Gives you a little energy. Just really a, a healthy thing. And so as you guys brought that to the U.S., what were some of the challenges you faced? Like, did, did, was the education part of it pretty challenging? And, and how have you kind of addressed that or, or worked on that aspect? Yeah, that, that actually has been the number one challenge is getting people to think about um, nasal inhalers outside of when you're just sick, right? If right. you're like sick or allergy, that's what everybody associates nasal products with. So to get people to think about it in like this daily use format has been the biggest kind of uphill battle for us. But it's also been really fun because, you know, like you, when you've tried it, right, you try and you're like, oh, like I get it, right? Yeah. And so yeah. we felt that, you know, kind of creating this brand and community online was how we wanted to start this business to really like showcase the product in use through video um, and be able to educate people online. And so that's really kind of how we've positioned ourselves really for the last few years and just now um, kind of breaking in and doing some retail tests. But that, that's absolutely been the biggest thing. So for us, sampling has been huge, right? Yeah. I don't think there's, there's maybe, I've probably given away, you know, 10,000 boom boom over the course of the last okay. few years. Maybe one or two people were like, eh, didn't really like it. Everybody else is always like a huge fan. Like, oh, like they kind of just throw it in their bag and they they use it, which is awesome. And it's a consumable. So sampling is an amazing approach. And and actually, I think this is a good segue just to talk general marketing strategy. And we'll get to the Shark Tank story and the press and all that cool stuff in a minute. But so so you're, you're, you're sampling... You know, you've got videos online that show the product in use and you're educating people on, on the how and the why and, and all of that. But, but what, ha, what has been kind of your overarching um, thought on, on here's, here's our, our go-to-market strategy. Here's how that's kind of adjusted so that, so that people do see, ah, this could be a daily use thing and it's not weird and it's actually really, really cool and beneficial. Yeah, so initially... I basically said, look, how do we get this product out to as many people for basically as inexpensive as possible? Yes. And that was, you know, I guess almost three years ago, we decided to just go all in with Instagram direct message. So I spent the first three to six months. I mean, this business has been totally bootstrapped. Um, you know, I was there direct messaging people for probably six months it's fantastic. I love that. That's something that, that most people, I think, and you know, obviously we run an agency where we, we help people with ads and so we love ads, but 
that that doesn't necessarily need to be the place to start or the place to start with a new channel. Like, yeah, why not go, yeah. why not go uh, Gorilla or low cost? I'm a big fan of the old book, Gorilla Marketing by J. Conrad Levinson uh, from way back mm-hmm. in the day. And uh, sometimes you just need to be smart and strategic and, and, and uh, stealthy rather than just throwing money at it. So anyway, yeah, continue. Yeah. Direct message. And, and so, the, yeah, direct messaging. People that had anywhere from, let's say, 5,000 to 10,000 followers that were in... Um, you know, that seem to be like young and doing fun things, whether they're, you know, going to parties or they're traveling or um, they're, you know, in photography. And we just said, hey, look, we would direct message them, say, look, we love your page. We have this cool, unique new item and we want to send you some to see if you like it and get some feedback from you. And that was the message we sent. And I'd say we'd probably for every, you know, two messages, we'd get one reply. And wow. um, Wow. We'd get a, so you, we'd weren't get saying, you weren't saying, hey, we want to send you this product. And if you like it, could you please promote it to your audience? We were just saying, we just want to send this to you, see if you like it, get your feedback. Yep. Yep. That was it. Like complimenting them. And these were like kind of the micro influencers, I guess, that yeah. now. Like people who, hey, put a lot of work into their pages and, and what they're doing. And they'd like to be treated and like recognized for that, but they're not super big yet. And so yep. it was really that simple. And we'd get a lot of positive replies. And then I would just ship out, you know, little three... The product is so light and inexpensive. It's like we could just ship out three of them with a little like thank you card. And then we'd follow up a week later and be like, hey, did you get the samples? What'd you think? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And many times before we'd even reach out, they would post about it and like, wow. And do that for free, which was amazing. And so that's, that's how it all started. And it's impromptu and they're doing it because they want to do it and not just because you asked them to. And it's really, really yeah. cool. Now, uh, I want to talk about something else I think is an important and important thought starter for others. So did you target young people who were active and going to parties and doing stuff because that's who was on Instagram and you felt like Instagram was going to be potentially an affordable, easy vehicle? Or, or was it partially that and partially because you said, that's our audience, the young, active, that, that, that's going to be our community? Uh, was it one or the other, a little bit of both? It was a little bit of both. I mean, we felt like I had just created an Instagram, my own Instagram account. So I wasn't even really too familiar. But as you kind of go down the the Instagram rabbit hole, you're like, wow, like there's a lot of people on here in a lot of different niches. And it, it became very obvious that this is where we wanted to spend our time, at least initially. Yep. Got it. And, and, and has your audience primarily been, you know, young, active people or is it pretty broad? Do you have, you know, older professionals that are also in love with the product? Yeah. So early, early on, it was 18 to 35 year old males. That's where like doing paid ads, like that was the audience where it was converting. And some of our marketing was, um, you know, kind of more on the funnier side. So we just felt like it was connecting with that group. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we can go into this too, but post Shark Tank, the audience has basically completely shifted to like uh, a much broader audience and like 30 to 50 year old women to be honest. So it's like really like taking a step back right now and thinking like longer term, like where is this brand going to be living? And like, where do we want to spend our time? And like, how do we want to get to that next level with like overall branding? So that's a lot of the stuff that I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> it's so interesting. And, and that's, that's fascinating to me. And, and I, I love the show Shark Tank. And it, it w- I, I did learn, and, and this is the way we watch it too. I did learn a lot of people watch it as a family. So you got a lot of, a lot of people that gather up 
with you know a lot of kids watch the show, so that would make sense that a lot of women that are thirty five fifty are also watching the show. And and I think sometimes we and this is such an important fundamental marketing question, and it should be ongoing. Like who is my who is my brand for? Who am I serving? Who can I benefit the most? Who can I delight continuously? Who can I build a, a community with? And sometimes what you start as isn't what you become over time. Or maybe, and this would have just been my guess. Like you, just, you just ask me you know, three years ago, who's going to use Boom Boom? I, w- I would guess like the younger party scene, whatever, whatever, just like young yeah. active millennials and stuff. There's, yeah. not really that. There's, there's no reason for that to be true. Like anybody can benefit from the product. And I think you guys being on Shark Tank opens that up and says, no, this could be for anybody. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been a, it's a, it's thrown me for a little bit of a loop. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, like three years, you're like thinking it's one thing. And then, you know, you get all this exposure and you really have to take a step back and see yeah. like, what, yeah. like what is next and be thoughtful of that. If you, you really want to be successful. So. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. So I love your bootstrapped influencer plan sampling, getting that out there. I, I, any other ways that you're using samples of the product in your marketing? Um, we go to a bunch of live events. So, uh, be it like music, music festivals, street fairs, just getting the product out there in kind of a very targeted way where we could connect with people and get them to try it. Um, we've done, we probably go vend at like five or six big music festivals every year. So that also is a really like, like Coachella and stuff like that. Uh, Coachella is a little bit expensive, but, uh, you know, some of the smaller to, to medium sized ones where they're a little bit, you know, not as big and more independent. Um, so had a lot of success there because a lot of times people would be like, Oh, I've seen that online. And then we get to close the loop with them in person. And then the next thing you know, they're, they're reordering. Online. Got it. So, so when you go to an event and I love this too, and this is something that I think, you know, you you could if you're if you're a, a new brand and you're starting to build your following and build your community, go to events that could be super useful. But I'm also seeing this trend that you know even with established e-commerce companies like a like a Bonobos or Warby Parker or or Casper mattress, they're trying to go more offline. You know, and and Casper, I know this has been maybe a year or two ago, did the sleep truck or whatever where they drove around to big cities and big events and let people see the mattress and try the mattress and all kinds of stuff like that. So bringing your brand to events where you're interacting with live people and letting them try the product and stuff. I love it. It's, it's phenomenal. Now, are you, when you go there, is it mainly like you and your staff handing out products or do you kind of have like a group of influencers you get product to and they're out using it or or how how do you tackle Um, it? So initially, yeah, it was me and like my wife and like any friends that I could like rally to like come out there with me. Um, since then, we, I, you know, I have my team going. So that's been a, a kind of a nice transition, uh, especially now with a, a little one at home. I can kind of yep. stay and, and be there with the family and I, I have people that can go out and do that. But it's my internal staff and then sometimes we'll hire on like one or two people in whatever city we're going to yep. uh, just kind of help facilitate and support like talking with people. Cause that's the big thing too. It's like people, this isn't like a beverage or like a bag of chips. Like you literally have to explain it to people each and every time. And so, you know, it can be exhausting doing that for three full days at like a long event that goes till two in the morning or whatever, but like it works. And so, we really have kind of stuck with that. And um, now we're doing more trade shows too. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, been fun, but it's, it's, you know, 
it is exhausting. <laughs> it is, man. It's out, it's out there hustling and working, yeah. but but it it pays off. You know, each of those customers you get there is likely going to tell several other people, or or you know, the unique thing about your product is every time someone uses it, you're they're going to have people saying, "What are you doing? <laughs> what, yeah. what what is that? Tell me about that." Well, and also another really interesting point about this product, and like we we don't go really all in with it with our marketing. We we have some blog posts on it, but. Um, scent is tied to memory. Okay. Like that's mm. been studied. It's, it's a fact, yeah, you know, I think, I believe think it. of it like, you know, when you, maybe you're growing up, going to your grandma's house every Sunday and you walk in and she makes apple pie every Sunday, mm. fast forward 30 years later, you smell like a fresh apple pie. It almost kind of like transports you back to your grandma's house or whatever. So there is a lot of studies around that. And so We've also felt like in that live event environment, if you have the right staff and the right people like putting out positive energy, like getting them to try this very unique item and smell it in that environment, that it almost like ties together that like positive emotion with the product, which I feel like is very, very unique. So people can like go home that next week. They're like sitting at their desk, like, oh, work sucks. They can pull out their boom boom, and it's like, oh, it kind of like brings them back, you know, back to the back to the party, back to the, yeah. the concert, yeah. everything. Yeah, that, that's brilliant. And and yeah, we've all had that experience where we walk into our old high school or gymnasium or something. We're like, oh, you know. And part part of that is not just the visual, but it's the smell. Like the smell of yeah. all, you know, bring, brings it yeah. all back. So uh, super super interesting. Um, cool. So you're sampling. You're going to events. You're out there. You're hustling. What other interesting marketing activities are you guys engaged in that, that are really working? Um, right now, it's all paid paid ads, really, through yeah. Facebook and Instagram. Um, you know, we have been fortunate enough to use this like Shark Tank clip, which has really allowed us to scale up some of our, our top of funnel stuff, which has been really exciting. Um, it's also helping the lower funnel stuff convert a, a lot better, too. So... That's been really our, our bread and butter. We're, we're trying to dive more into the SEO side of things and like starting to like own some keywords, but it's, it just really hasn't made its way into the plan yet. Yep, yep. Um, I think we are teeing ourselves up to be kind of more of an authority figure in, in like essential oils and putting out like really high quality content around that. Um, but yeah, paid, paid ads, yep. right? Where is that? To- totally makes sense and love that. And I, and I think everybody should be considering that if you're not already using it and, and also thinking about the strategy that you just talked about where you're using some top of funnel stuff that converts, but also feeds lower in the funnel, your remarketing campaigns yeah. and brand campaigns and things. So that's awesome. Well, let, let's transition to Shark Tank because I'm, yeah. I'm dying to hear more. You know, I've talked about it a little bit, but I'm, I'm interested to hear more. And I know everyone else is too. So, so how did you get on Shark Tank? What was that process like? And was that, was that hard or easy or what was that like? Yeah, it, it was actually pretty crazy how it all unfolded. Uh, my wife and I had seen every episode for all nine seasons or whatever. We always sat there like, Boom Boom would be so good for Shark Tank. But it was always this side project. We didn't really have sales. And like we kind of went all in with it a few years ago. And finally, it was like, okay, we have sales. We still feel like it would be a good fit. So I sent an email to like casting at Shark Tank TV or whatever the email was. Didn't hear anything back for six months. I checked their website one random morning and it looked like they had a casting open call at Morongo Casino um, here in Southern California. And I was like, 
all right, well, I guess I'm going to go like hit this, hit this open call. Like, well, you know, and I'm, I kid you not. I was practicing. You get like one minute to pitch these producers at the casino. You guaranteed you get to go pitch. You get one minute. It was a Wednesday. The open pitch thing was on Friday. And I got a call from Shark Tank casting on Wednesday. And they're like, hey, we just got your email. Um, what's going on with the business? Blah, blah, blah. I gave them the update. They're like, can you get us a video in five days? Like, done. So I, I told Chelsea, my wife, I was like, hey, I'm going to put together this Shark Tank video. She's like, well, can I do it with you? I was like, sure. <laughs> <Work>. <laughs> um, so we shot the video, sent it in. Next thing you know, we were kind of on our way. And that was in February of last year. We ended up filming in June and then we got aired in October. So it was uh, multiple videos. Like before you get to even have a chance to go and pitch for the Sharks, you go in and pitch like all 25 executives, kind of like your mock setup. And they give you like that final okay, like nod, like you can go, you, you're going to... Do, do they give you feedback too on what you need to change or improve and do, or do better? Or that's just more of like, a, are you going to make the cut or not make the cut? You, you kind of craft the pitch with, you get teamed up with like a group of producers. So there's okay. two producers. There's like, they probably get grouped with like maybe 10 companies each. There's multiple producers. They help you craft kind of that pitch. They, and the best part is they really genuinely want you to be successful. Yeah, like yeah, they really are on your team, which is which is awesome. The whole Shark Tank crew is amazing. You can see why the show is so successful. They are really great, um, and so they kind of help you craft that pitch. And then you're just really on your way. I mean, you know, you get a little bit of feedback when you when you um, pitch in front of all the executives, but we, um, you know, we were we were ready to go. I mean, we practiced that thing, you know, a lot, and I think it was a Thursday. We did the practice pitch and then they said, all right, you're coming back Saturday. They told us that our guest shark was uh, Charles Barkley, which was hilarious. Which was hilarious and then I, you're, a, you're a basketball player too. So that had to be. Yeah. I, I played basketball, you know, through college. I grew up in Phoenix watching Charles Barkley. Like it was amazing. amazing. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty cool. Like, I couldn't tell any of my friends, but then once I did, they were like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, what was what was he like as a as a guest shark as you guys were recording and stuff? Yeah, he was he was cool, man. He you know, um, he had some you know, I guess basic feedback. Uh, you know, yeah. he wasn't really wasn't too into it. Okay. Um, he liked it. He he did like it. He just didn't really see where he could provide a bunch of value. And yep, yeah, um, makes sense. You know, yeah, it, it, it was, it was just, just yeah, <laughs> very cool. So uh, so then. You guys record in June. It doesn't air until October. So you got to be quiet about the whole thing the whole time, right? You can't say. Oh, anything. yeah. You got to be quiet. You still don't know. Even if you go on the show, you pitch the Sharks, you get a deal, no deal. You're still not guaranteed to be on. Got it. And yeah. so you're just waiting. And it's just like, there's all these other things that I'm kind of like holding off on the business because I'm like, are we going to get on Shark Tank? You know, like... <laughs> we were acting and planning as if we were going to get aired. And then, um, yeah, I just remember sitting in the kitchen and my wife, she's like, did you check your email? I was like, no. She's like, you need to look at your email right now. So I looked at it and they're like, then our air date. Um, 
which was actually on my birthday. Crazy. No way. That's awesome. Yeah. So like we had a little like a viewing viewing party, like B Day party. And it was, yeah, it was totally, totally awesome. That's amazing. It's amazing. So uh very cool. So this, this will give away the secret a little bit, but we need to to dive in secret for people that didn't see the episode. But but did you get a deal? And and what was the actual negotiation like through the process? Yeah. So we went in asking for three hundred thousand for ten percent. Okay. Which we so thought million dollar valuation. Yep, which we felt was a fair valuation for where we were at revenue-wise, um, and ended up, you know, kind of all the different sharks had some of the reasons why they liked or didn't like the product. We ended up getting an offer from Robert for the three hundred thousand, but he wanted thirty-six percent, and there was just thirty-six. It was just there was just no way that we were going to do that, and I, I. I didn't negotiate. I was willing to go up to 20%. Um, yeah. That's kind of, that's what I went in being like, look, this is the highest I would ever go. And he wasn't willing to budge. And so, you know, we, we literally were like, all right, well, thanks guys. And turned around <laughs> and walked out. And yeah, I don't, I didn't see, I didn't see that being the scenario. I was like, I just didn't know what to think. I, I, but I didn't think we'd be walking away from a deal. Yeah. Um, and I remember like getting back and like Chelsea was like, should we have taken that deal? <laughs> and I was like, no, I was like, no. definitely not. Like there was never a, a bone in my body that was like, we should do that deal. So it was, right. it was, a, that's just, it was that's, an easy decision. That's a costly endeavor in the long, to give up, to give a little more than a third of your company for that small of a price that, that, yeah. that, yeah, that you made the right decision. In my opinion, you made the right decision by walking away. Uh, the beauty of it is you still get all the all the benefits of the exposure and all that, which which we'll talk about in a second. I'm just curious though, did did any any kind of aha moments, just like business insights that you got from the process, either from something the sharks one of the sharks said, whether it made the show or didn't make the show, or something in the process that came to mind? Like how did how did just going through that exercise help your business? Yeah, I think the number one thing that I took away was really looking at like the price structure of going into retail. You know, we've kept the business online and like, I love online. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, me too. You know, like we all, I'm sure your audience does too. It's, <laughs> you know, it, it's the future, but it's also um, our product specifically is like a really interesting, like impulse item. It's yeah. just like, small, it can like, like a point of purchase, like, you know, yeah. Uh, and like, I've always felt that like, yeah, I've always felt like if we can do it right in retail, like we're going to have a lot, a lot of success. And so that's the pitch that we went in with. Um, we you, went wanted, in with you wanted a shark to help you get into retail. Yeah. yeah, like expedite that process. I know we can do it, and we are doing it, but it's it's a, you know it's a it's like you're climbing Everest. You know, it just like takes forever. Um, yeah, working with buyers, and then you got you got the inventory issues, and yeah. Well, and also it's like a new product that nobody is like familiar with. They're like, well, why would I, what is this? You know? So it, we, we have some things we're working on there to like make it more obvious, but um, so yeah, the, just some of the pricing and how we structure that. And we went in with like a, Hey, we want our MSRP to be three ninety nine. Um, we've kind of adjusted that to four ninety nine. Got it. Uh, and we still have it at that sub five price point and still testing that though. I mean, we went in with like a very open mind around retail and they just didn't really I guess want to take that ride with us. Um, okay, so the sharks yeah. were not—they were not excited about the retail prospects. They were more about let's continue growing online. Yeah, I mean, they were. 
I wouldn't say they weren't. The, the feeling that I got when I walked out of there was none of them really saw the bigger vision for Boo Boo. They didn't see it being that like impulse product next to like chapstick or gum or whatever. They just didn't, they didn't, I think they didn't really see that. And you know, that's fine. Um, you know, we, we kind of know where, where we're headed, but it's, it, it was, that was the feeling that I got. Um, you know, Mark, I think Mark Cuban's feedback was, and I don't know if they showed this, but he was like, well, why hasn't this gone viral yet? You know, it's like, this should be, if you're focusing online, like why hasn't it gone viral? And I, you know, my reply to him was, look, we have a couple of videos with over a million views. I don't know if I'd consider that viral, but like we are like getting there. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but how many products can you really say that about that went viral? Uh, let, let a successful brands that don't quote unquote go viral. So here's, <laughs> here's the ironic thing. Uh, we got aired in October. We got re-aired in January, which was amazing. We like Shark Tank doubleheader. Like we got rerun after a new episode. After that, we started pushing out a little like 55 second Shark Tank like edited clip um, mm-hmm. as an ad, which has been working great. And it was a Saturday morning and our sales were just like, and I was like, what is going on right now? And sure enough, that that little, that little graphic was you showing sales going up. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And I was like, I literally was like, kept checking like my Shopify app and Amazon. I was like, like what's going on? Like none of our ad spend had changed whatsoever. And I got hit up by a few people. They're like, Hey, you're going viral on Twitter right now. No way. Yeah. So like we, some guy posted something like, it was like a funny like meme, but it was literally our ad with like a funny caption that took off. And the next thing I knew, like that, I think that video got like eight or 9 million views. And that also spawned to like all of these other big, like meme type of pages, like picking it up on Instagram and Facebook. And I'd say collectively, we probably got 30 million views of that ad completely organic. So it literally didn't did <laughs> like, go Here you go, Mark Cuban. Check this yeah, out. Like, the internet like literally like took hold of Boom Boom for a couple of weeks, like in the middle of January and like just didn't let go. It was wow. all over the place. Um, yeah, which was super exciting. And, and that had a very positive impact on on sales, I'm sure, which is... Which oh, is yeah. Awesome. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, that's crazy. I, I actually didn't know about it. That's really, really neat. So then what about, what about Ellen? So then Ellen kind of ran with a piece of this story as well. Do you think that was attached to the Twitter thing at all? Or was that just Shark Tank only? So that was definitely attached. That came after the going viral. So I think her team like saw it going viral and was like, oh my God, like, what is this? And then they actually, she put a, like a segment together, like her bit at the beginning of the show was, hey, like there's some funny things happening on reality TV right now. And she plugged like five different clips from different shows. And we were one of the five. They showed the shark tank. She gave a little like spiel, showed our whole ad and then had some like funny comments on it. But I, I was actually at uh, traffic and conversion um, in San Diego. And my mom, my mom's calling. She's like, you're on Ellen. I was like, what? what? And then, like next thing, my, I had people like texting me with like a screenshot of like us with like the little Ellen logo. And I was like, I was like, what, what? is this? It's fake. Right? It's yeah. fake. Like what's going on? And so yeah. that happened. And that was another like crazy thing. And so we, 
we're like aggressively going after Ellen right now with like video, like a video my wife and I shot, um, like targeting, geo-targeting her office <laughs> and like trying to like get a message to her to be like, hey, like you need to bring us on the show. Like we want you to try Boom Boom. Like yeah. you're going to love it. And so did, did you, did you send her some Boom Boom? Did you, did you mail her some, I assume? Yeah, we, we've mailed her some. We've kind of hit her up from like probably 10 different angles Good. successfully Good. yet, but yeah. Yeah. Hey. I'm, I'm still putting it out there. We're going to get on there. Keep doing it, man. Keep working it. I love it. I love that uh, not giving up attitude and also creatively hitting things from different angles. Uh, super important. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's phenomenal. And so, uh, I mean, I've talked now to several people that have appeared on Shark Tank. Love the stories. It, it always seems to be positive regardless of the whether you get a deal or, or don't get a deal. So good for you guys. I'm just, just yeah, thrilled for so. you and happy for all the, the exposure uh, from yeah. the Twitterverse. And uh, Ellen and, and the like. So uh, let's talk about... So you, so you just launched a new website, which I love, by the way. So boomboomnaturals.com, correct? Yeah, thanks. We'll, yep. we'll link to that in the show notes. Also, is the, is the is the video of you guys on Shark Tank, the one you're using as an ad, is it on the site as well? Or are you guys it, front No, it? it's not on the site. Um, it will be, though, soon. We... Uh, yeah, we got to get that on there. Okay. Or we can also probably link to it in the show notes. We can find it. But... Um, Let's talk a little bit about your product detail pages. So that some of this goes back to, we talked about the outset where you have to educate, you have to show people the why and the how and the benefits and all that. But I think part of what you guys did with your product detail pages is something that everybody, every e-commerce store should consider. But, but talk about how you design your product detail pages and, and why you did it that way. Yeah, so we we felt like we wanted the website to just be super clean, simple. Like the product is not this com- complicated problem, like uh, complex product, right? So with the product detail pages, we wanted people to click in to whatever inhaler it was and then just not have to leave that page to like learn everything about that specific inhaler and um, really like highlight the benefits, kind of like why you'd use it, where you'd use it. Um, we have a couple of different videos depending on, I think, mobile versus desktop. Um, and then there's a couple of different added cart options right there. And then the, the cart just slides out from you know the side and it makes it very kind of seamless for them to get from learning about it to actually checking out. And so we really just wanted it to be this all-in-one kind of landing page where they could just scroll and not leave. I love it. I love that long-form product detail page and, and you have you have a variety of elements so there's even the i'm looking at one of your sample packs your build your own three pack as an example mm-hmm. and it it, ha- it does highlight some of your popular flavors and, and it has you know like for the watermelon a picture of a watermelon there and, and an orange that's cut in half it's really really beautiful photography but but kind of brings it kind of awakens the senses a little bit to say hey this is going to you know be watermelon flavor and you know yeah uh, yeah that, that was a big part of that redesign what was that shoot and almost looking at um you know you have to see some of the lighting with like the hard like kind of backdrops it's more of like common and like fashion um but it, for us the product is like so small it's like how do you really bring this thing to life and like make it feel like you can almost like taste it Right. Yeah. And so that's, yeah. Yeah. that was our goal with that, with that imaging. And like, um, I think we definitely kind of hit the nail on the head with that. I think you totally did. And, and that's, that's so important for that online shopping experience is how do you make it where someone's at? It's like they're experiencing it. 
It's like they're experiencing yeah. wearing it or trying it or smelling it or tasting it or whatever the case may be. And you guys yeah. did that with the design. I also like how uh, there, there's a section that says boost your focus, mood and breathing. And then you can kind of have these little drop downs like on mm-hmm. increased focus. How does it increase focus? Well, with each inhale, you still have thousands of sensory nerves and, and they all connect to your brain. And so it's got a little bit of the science behind it. There's yeah. this interesting phenomenon, and, and, and I know you, you're a student of marketing and human behavior and stuff, but where you, know, you just educate someone a little bit on what they're about to experience, what they're about to feel, what they're about to taste, whatever, and it mm-hmm. impacts the experience, right? Yeah. Just like, like if, you, if you go to a restaurant and someone's describing the wine you're about to taste or talking about how the, the steak is 28 days you know, uh, aged and all the stuff, you'll probably taste it a little differently. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. absolutely. Um, 100%. The other thing to mention too, uh, before we did this website design, I actually went through the, uh, read the book, Building a Story Brand, which... Phenomenal book. It's so good. And I was like... Donald Miller is the author. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I was like, why why didn't I read this three years ago? (laughs) Like, you know, um, when I kind of started the whole thing, uh, that was really helpful and kind of gave me like a lot of... uh, this clarity around like, hey, like what it is we're doing and creating that one liner um, was like big for us because it really allowed us to like put a, you know, a flag in the ground and be like, hey, this is what we're doing. And like, this is our North Star and nothing we do, like, sh- like everything we do needs to be in alignment with that one liner, you know? And like, it, was, it took me, I mean, we probably sat in the room for like 10 hours trying to figure it out, but like, uh, we did it, and it's it's been super helpful. Yeah, so. and, and and what is that one liner? So everybody knows. Um, it's for people who want more out of every moment. Uh, we create natural plant based solutions um, to help you stay focused, feel refreshed, and be a better you. So, awesome. for, yeah, I'll say that one more time for people who want more out of every moment. We create natural plant-based solutions to help you stay focused, feel refreshed, and be a better you. Really cool. So, man. Really, yeah. really cool. And I think that does sum up your audience. That This audience that now is broader than you probably thought it was in terms of age and gender and all that. But that's, that's who you want to attract. It's people that want to make the most of every moment. So that, that, that goes back yeah. to memories, right? Like they're creating memories and then they realize yeah. they're creating memories all the time. And they want to have focus and they want to be engaged and want to be in the moment. And, and yes, it, it, it constant improvement, things like that. Yeah. That's that's your buyer. So that's that's phenomenal, man. That's really really cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, it was like I can't even tell you like the, the exercise around like I'm looking at these whiteboards in this room. Like I just I'm literally in the same room at this rework, and we just had like so many like X's and different things and like. But like at the end of the day, it, it was probably the most valuable thing that we could have done, and I just yep. I wish we would have done it sooner. Take the time to really wrestle with that, to wrestle with who are we? Who is this for? What's the story behind our brand? And yeah, it's a phenomenal book. I love Donald Miller. I actually read one of his books uh, a number of years ago, uh, just on his spiritual journey, to, spiritual journey too, called Blue Like Jazz, which is a phenomenal book. Uh, but, but story brand, man, it's so good. It, it really combines, like, you know, I've been a student of marketing for a long time. So there's definitely elements of it that aren't brand new, but it, it pulls it all together in a really easy to digest way. And, yeah. and this concept of telling a story where your brand isn't the hero, but your customer is yes. the hero. And your brand yes. is like the guide, the Sherpa to help them become a hero. And it's such an important shift 
in thinking and the way you approach your marketing. So yeah, couldn't yeah. recommend that highly enough. Well, awesome, man. Well, we are about out of time. What What's next for Boom Boom? What's on the horizon? Anything that's not too secret you, know, you can tell us about? Yeah, it. so we, we've kind of taken a step back and are saying, look, like we want to be the inhaler brand in the U.S. Mm-hmm. You have a couple of inhalers that are out there that are maybe more for like cold and sinus and allergies, but we want to be the brand for daily use nasal inhalers. We want to make this thing huge. Um, and so with that, we're coming out with a new line of inhalers. Um, they're going to be branded a little bit differently, but they're going to be more like benefits driven. And uh, we're going to have like a breathe inhaler, a relax inhaler that's like lavender based. We're going to have a no nausea inhaler that is uh, like ginger based. We have our the ones that's coming out um, more sooner than later is our new CBD relief inhaler that has like... Nice. 50 milligrams of like broad spectrum CBD oil. And we have like an amazing source for that. And we've done a bunch of testing. So it's like getting people to think about it in this like daily use format for four different things. Um, that's, that's what's next. It's, it's, Love uh, it. it's exciting. Love it. Yep. And, and I'm a believer in this stuff. My wife is kind of an essential oils lady. And so used to be a skeptic, but I know there are different oils definitely have different effects and so maybe having, hey, this is the one that we inhale before bed, or this is the one we inhale, you know, as I'm getting up and around and, and whatnot, or need an afternoon pick me up, that type of thing. So awesome. Johnny Pinto, ladies and gentlemen. Johnny, appreciate it, man. Love hearing your story. Love what you guys are doing. You, you keep crushing it. Thanks so much, Brett. Appreciate having me, man. All right. Awesome. So, hey, check it out. Go to boomboomnaturals.com. Get you some inhalers. You'll be glad you did. I'm sure Johnny would love to hear about the story as well. And so with that, until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session, or click on resources and guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.